Welcome to the Kate Take Podcast with me, your host, Kate Brown. I'm a millennial mama, wife, health and business mentor, and currently in the wonderful, messy middle, navigating the ups and downs of life, entrepreneurship, and building big dreams. At the age of 24, I decided I wanted more from life and a career and stepped into the world of building a part-time business alongside my teaching career. I was able to grow that part-time business into a full-time endeavor, and here I am seven years later. Along the way, I've had a lot of fun, I've failed, I've learned, I've grown a lot, and you know what? I want you to do the same. I know what it's like to want more from life, but not know where to start. I know what it's like to want to reach that next goal, but feel like it's taking forever to get there. I know what it's like to navigate the messy middle and try to figure out your next steps, and that's what the Kate Take is all about, to help take you from inspiration into action every single day, taking one step forward to build your dream life. Each week, I'll share my take or an inspiring guest take on life, business, motherhood, growth, and every single thing in between. All right, you ready? Let's do the damn thing. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Kate Take Podcast. It's Kate Brown here, and I am sitting here today with an amazing guest. I'm sitting here virtually with Michaela Stoner. And you guys, if you don't know who Michaela is, she is freaking badass, and she is going to just absolutely blow our minds today. I'm so excited for this conversation. And let me give a quick intro to her before we dive into today's content with Michaela. But Michaela is a mama of three littles. She's a business owner. She's a personal trainer, and she specializes in prenatal and postpartum fitness and healing. She's an online nutrition and fitness coach. And she recently just was awarded the Twin Cities Best Personal Trainer and Nutritionist of 2023. She's also beautiful and so nice. So Michaela, welcome to the podcast. Hi, uh, thank you so much for having me, Kate. It's such a pleasure to be here. And I just feel very grateful that you even asked me to be able to come in front of your audience and speak with your listeners today. Yes, you guys, Michaela is just like a wealth of knowledge and we'll give all her details of like where to follow her on social media and everything afterwards. But I feel like I've learned so much from you, Michaela, over the years. And just like what you specialize in is so many of these listeners on the podcast, the millennial mom, the postpartum mom, um, the woman just working to be her healthiest and her happiest and chase her dreams. And so you fit right in with the bill of the ambitious women, like wanting to live good lives who listen to this. So why don't you tell us really quick, Michaela, just sort of about like your career journey. I know there's so many parts of you, but kind of tell us how did you get into this line of work and kind of your passion behind it? Yeah, absolutely. So I really started in like the health and wellness industry way back in the day. I would say it started from a very young age when I was an elite gymnast. When I was little, I was at the highest level you can possibly be when I was in third grade. And I really just excelled in sports. And with that, I was, it was always pushed upon me to eat well because I was trying to let my body perform in the best way possible as a high-level athlete. And I really took that with me through and to college when I got to the point where I wanted to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And I thought I wanted to be a teacher because I love helping people. And so I went to a school. I made sure I picked a school that had a really good teaching aspect of their, uh, there was actually like an elementary on our campus Um, And then I also knew that they were really great in the wellness space with exercise science and nutrition. And that was really the route that I decided to go. And I got my undergrad in that. 
um, human nutrition was my minor. And I became really passionate about taking care of my own body when I was a college gymnast and I started running into a lot of problems because from a young age, being a gymnast, I had struggled with an eating disorder. And it was very prevalent in my life for 10-ish years. And I was at the end of my college career, 23 years old. I was on birth control. I was on an antidepressant. I was, I, my, my body and my mind was a mess. And here I was as a fitness and wellness professional. And I needed to figure out, like, I needed to get my own yeah. stuff together. Like, I'm about to help people on this journey, but I really need to figure out what's going on internally within myself. And so I dove really deep into holistic healing. I want my goal was to get off of my birth control and my antidepressant. I was healing myself and going to therapy for my eating disorder. I cut all ties with like toxic environments and toxic relationships in my life. And that's really where I got into the holistic space of wanting to then help other people do the same exact thing. Um, so from there, I uh, originally started in the wellness space as a personal trainer in the corporate world and was a nutritionist on the side, being certified and doing all of those things. And then one day my brother got really sick and I realized that life is way too short for me to be going to this job from, I mean, normally people say the nine to five job, yep. right? Which is very normal for most people. And a lot of people can probably relate to that, that are listening to this. Mm -hmm. But mine was like 5 a.m. to forever. <laughs> like I was working <laughs> for seven as a personal trainer. Um, but regardless, I think that people in whatever career they're in can really relate to um, just being really exhausted, doing what they're doing in their careers um, and just wanting more for themselves. And so that's really what I decided when my brother got sick, like life's way too short. And so I just went into my job and I up and quit my jo job on a whim. I don't know if I would recommend that. So <laughs> I, like, check with your spouse first, because I didn't even tell him I was quitting. Um, and, but I'm a risk taker. And yeah. like you said, go getter and I'm ambitious. And I just made the decision, like, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to take my life into my own hands. And then I just ran with it. And I, I started as a Beachbody coach yep. in the Beachbody world. Um, and that's really where I got my business going in the online space. And then I just like kept up with my business. And I'm passionate about now helping moms, helping women, um, like really just hold true and stand in their power with their health, with their, you know, their careers, like, I don't coach women on their careers, but I'm always standing behind women being like, do it, listen to that intuition and go after whatever you really feel you need to go after to make this your best life. Mm. I know that was long winded, but like, Oh, that, that was so good. Sure. I didn't realize that you just up and quit. Like just one day we're like, fuck it. I'm going to do this. I think that's freaking, I, it, that's I, yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe I do not recommend, but I do think it's a, it's a great lesson even too, where it's like you said, like follow your gut, follow your intuition, follow what you know that you're good at. And that actually segues in perfectly of kind of what we're going to dig into with the meat of today's episode was talking about gut health. So speaking about following your gut, getting in tune with your intuition, um, that's hard to do if you feel like shit, that's hard to do if you're clouded with a lot of, and again, we're not ever putting down like your personal choice of birth control or antidepressants, whatever, but like so many of us walk through life in a fog. And we see this obviously in our line of work of, you know, people can't dream bigger and you can't just have that bravery if you feel like absolute shit. And um, I want to dive into the gut health piece today with you, Michaela, because um, it's such a buzzword right now on social media. It's such a thing that you see on TikTok. And I think there's a ton of misconceptions behind it. I think it could be very confusing of like, what the F is gut health? You see some people telling you to be a vegan and eat tofu. And then you see other people telling you to eat. It's confusing as hell. So let's break it down. Like what is gut health and why should we focus on it? Let's start there. Yeah, absolutely. So as far as gut health goes, it is such a buzzword right now. And one thing I want to make very clear is I work with a lot of women from point A to point Z. But regardless of where women are on their journeys, I always bring them in. And the first thing I always say is give me an, we audit their lifestyle. I want to audit everything about your lifestyle. And I think that that's a really good place to start is you can hear all of this noise in the social media world. And it's so overwhelming. Like it's overwhelming for me. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I'm a wellness, I'm a wellness coach. Like I, I'm an expert. I'm, I'm that this is what I do for a living. And you start scrolling and you're like, what should I, what, what is good? One week, like you said, you're like, oh, I need to be a vegan. Like that's Mm -hmm. what's good. And then the next one, you're like, I need to, I should be eating primally. I should be eating. Yeah. Yeah. The (laughs) people who eat are like a whole stick of butter. What's that? I don't know. I saw that the other day. It was like the caveman diet. It's like, what the F? Like, to be clear, there wasn't butter when the cavemen were. <laughs> yeah, true, but, true. Fair point. <laughs> but um, yeah, so really gut health, your guts is really what is controlling absolutely everything in your body. Your brain is connected. There is a nerve that connects your brain to your gut. And they are constantly sending one another signals. And if your gut is not healthy, it is not sending proper signals up to your brain the entire day, all day long, you have biofeedback from your gut. And if your biofeedback and if your microbiome, which is uh, like small little microbes that are in your gut, if they are not healthy, they are not doing their job of sending the proper signals to your brain and your brain. It is, it is what makes everything else in your body function. And so you run into issues then with, um, like IBS, or I see a lot of clients that really don't even know that they have low acidic, like low acid in their stomach. And that'll cause a lot of issues. You're not going to be able to break down food properly. Um, it throws your hormones for a loop. And then, like you said, you feel like garbage and you don't even know why you don't feel well, but you're like, my period's all over the place. I have constant migraines, but you think the migraines are normal because you're not sleeping, but you're not sleeping actually because your gut health is not well. And all of those things are, it's just a cascade of issues, but really the underlying issue is your gut health. So 
you want to make sure that your gut health is in prime state. And that's why I always tell people when they're looking to get healthy, to start with focusing on gut health and then going from there and literally drowning out all the noise of the diets and everything like that and taking an assessment of like sit down and think, okay, what are some symptoms or what, what really does feel crappy to me right now? Do I get headaches all the time? Am I bloated all the time? Do I have bad, bad PMS symptoms? Um, whatever it is, like whatever's mm -hmm. going on in your body. And then from there, you can branch off and really start to hone in on your digestion, which we'll touch on a little mm -hmm. bit, but your digestion and gut health are two things that are very simultaneously linked. And then those are the things that are really going to change how you feel, how you look, your energy, how you sleep, your hormones, your sex drive, your fertility, like all of those things will start to fall into alignment. But gut health is the number one thing that you have to focus on first. And I think that's so fascinating, Michaela, especially for, you know, women in our age, you know, the millennial women, women in, you know, thirties, forties, whatever, we were just so ingrained in diet culture that I feel like for so many of us, we cannot disentangle diet culture just from food, from eating. And you know, I've seen this in my almost eight years in this space and going on kind of a healing journey myself and all that. It's like, we have to dismantle that and realize, like, I love how you said you make your clients look at everything, like your sleep. What, like, do you want to, do you want to bang your husband? Like, <laughs> how are you yeah. going? Like, how's going to the bathroom? Like all those things, because like, we weren't taught that necessarily as women growing up in the time that we did. And so it's also so simple to have this shift of like, okay, if I can heal my gut, those other things, like how I look or, you know, how radiant you are, that's going to fall into place. So I think that's like so powerful. So I love that. And let's dive in a little bit more. So like, where does someone start with healing their gut or focusing on gut health, especially if they've been entrenched in diet culture or they don't even know where to start? Like, yeah, where do they start? Yeah. <laughs> Um, more often than not, I think there's two main approaches that people take. And sometimes it works really well for some people to be over here at point A, and then other people do really well with a take at point B. Uh, regardless of which one's better for you, that's that's you. You need to yeah. know your personality, you, you know, helpful. But at the the root of it all, it's really for me making sure that I drive home the process of nourishing your body. So minerals and vitamins that are essential, but that are coming from the main source of where you're going to be getting those minerals and vitamins, because a lot of issues with uh, minerals being deficient and vitamins, like key vitamins for your gut, um, replenishing those and making sure you're replenishing them daily is going to be key. And then also your blood sugar regulation. Now you can take two approaches to that because with blood sugar regulation, some people do better with like removing things, right? Mm -hmm. They're like things out of my diet in order for that realm to make sense to them. Um, the vitamin and minerals one, same thing. People will try to take things away. Some people like to add things instead because you don't want deprivation to be something that's ruling your life either. So personally with my clients, I always focus on um, just more, like more of the good stuff, because if you're doing more of the good stuff, 
you're going to be doing less of the harmful things. And gradually you just snowball all of the good habits. It's habit stacking. You know, Mm -hmm. that's also a really like buzzword right now, habit stacking, but it becomes this repetitive thing where if you're just adding good things in, you're not going to have time for all of the junk per se, or just the bad habits. So focusing on doing things like when I said replenishing your minerals, a lot of people are like the basics, right? Hydrate, drink a lot of water. Yes. But some people go balls to the wall and they like drink a gallon and a half of water in a day. (laughs) And you're actually totally like ridding your body of the essential minerals that you need in your body for your gut health to be healthy. So that could actually be a disservice to you. I always tell my clients like hydrate. Yes, but hydrate with good things like adding in coconut water or um, like a good electrolyte drink, you know, like there's some good, pure, clean sources of electrolyte drinks that you can just scoop and throw in a water and have that during the day. Um, Multiple times a day, adding lemon to your water so you're not just having plain water. Um, Also uh, replenishing with like sometimes, especially with gut health, I'll have clients replenishing with bone broth. It's very warm, very healing for your gut. So that's another way of getting in hydration or adding in something like crucial four salts that are also essential minerals and like adding that to your water in the morning. When you do drink a big cup of water, I always tell my clients like start your morning with hydration. So maybe they'll take up some crucial four salt, they'll squeeze a lemon in or they'll do like a clean greens. That's always for me, um, I love greens, but also if a client is dealing with like just, you know, like a, a IBS or yeah. something like gut, then you might not want to go that route, but always start with hydration, nourishing and um, minerals and all of that. And then, like I had said, blood sugar regulation, because if your blood sugar is not regulated, you're going to have these huge spikes in insulin and it's going to wreak havoc on your gut and it's gonna wreak havoc on your hormones. So also main thing, instead of pulling things out, like stop thinking of deprivation. Instead, prioritize protein every single meal. You know, for all of your meals, most of my clients, I would recommend 20 to 30 grams minimum. And if, the, if you are prioritizing 20 to 30 grams of protein every single time you sit down to eat, you're not going to have room for a bunch of garbage, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're going to feel satisfied. Your gut is going to start to feel good and, and, and you are going to be regulating your blood sugars. So you're not going to have these huge spikes and drops, which means, and, uh, we won't dive super deep into this because I could talk on hormones and cortisol all but your cortisol levels play a huge role in your gut health. When you wake up in the morning, your cortisol should be at its highest. And as the day, it should slowly descend all day long until you get to the evening when it's low. And then that's when you're sleepy, your melatonin kicks in, you fall asleep, you start that whole process all over again. But if your gut health and your cortisol is going up and down because your blood sugars aren't regulated and your insulin keeps spiking, then you're going to run into that issue where you're never going to have a good balance in your microbiome with your gut. And you're going to have a lot of issues with your leptin and ghrelin, which are two hormones that specifically are going to be in charge of 
how satisfied you are when you're, you eat and your appetite. So that into a whole bunch of other things, but it really does stem and play a huge role in your gut health. So it's so, it's so good. And it's like, it is so simple. And, you know, a few weeks back I had, um, uh, another guru in this space. My friend Shelby came and spoke on not quite similar, but some things are the same. And, you know, she's a dietitian and, the whole thing that, again, I think is a huge mindset shift for a lot of the listeners here. I know for myself, even over the past few years and really recently is this idea of abundance and adding in and more because so much of our youth and our early twenties was takeaway, takeaway, eat less. Like, and, and this is, I just think it's so refreshing because it's such a simple mindset shift to have. And I think that that idea of abundance, adding in good things. Um, I've seen this quote before where it's like, let your pile of good things grow. I just think that's so freeing and it translates into other areas of your life because you start to operate from that place of abundance and, you know, and there's not lack because somebody else succeeded. It's proof that you can too. So I just think if, if women listening to this and myself included in this, like if we can nail this idea of adding the good things to Mm. nourish yourself, it just plays into all other areas of our life. And I just think that's why this is such an important topic. And I love that you are such a wealth of knowledge on this, Michaela, like it is a freaking gold mine. So I want to dispel some of the myths because like I said, like someone might be listening to this and be like, this is awesome. But again, like, where do I turn? What, what info is reliable? Because, um, there's just, it can be so confusing. So like, what are some of these myths? Like, what are the most common things that you see of people who are like, Oh, actually that's not gut health. Like, you know, someone who's like, I'm going to go eat beyond meat or that kind of stuff. Like, where do we even start to dispel these myths or what are your biggest, like, no, that's just freaking wrong. (laughs) Absolutely. So one of my biggest ones that I personally believe, um, gets such a bad rap, but also it's just misunderstood. And there's a lot more coming out right now about it. That is helpful, but these two concepts of, gluten and dairy and that they're, yes. they're right dairy's bad for your gut health gluten's bad for your gut health that's generally what you will see on social media you know you have a problem you have an autoimmune disease you have a hormonal imbalance you want to lose weight go gluten free go dairy free right i did it like mm-hmm. <laughs> i've been on a journey and i've tried that and and i went meat i went meatless at one point in time Um, So I've done a lot of these things, which is why I feel very empowered to also talk about them because it's not like I just read a book and I was like, yeah, um, Yeah. this is what's right. Mm -hmm. I I, did these things like this. I did this myself. I've worked with hundreds and thousands of clients to see like what a majority of the time does work. And this is definitely Mm bio-individual. Each client is different, but you know, the one concept of dairy being bad for your gut is actually conventional dairy is bad for your gut. Yeah. You know, there's much more research coming out about um, raw dairy and how it's not bad. And the reason for 
Um, why we have so many issues with normal dairy is because it's pasteurized to the point that it's killing all of the natural enzymes in it and everything that is good in the raw milk that is going to help your body to absorb everything that it needs to and to digest it um, properly is no longer in there. So yeah, you have this highly processed with high heat levels dairy that's killing absolutely everything and then you have this raw dairy that's dangerous yep that drinking and so they can't they don't they can't even tell if they would they're they would be able to handle that or that their gut would be able to handle it because dairy's bad you know mm -hmm. so my thought process around that for your listeners would just be to like have an open mind if you've cut out dairy and you love dairy Start experimenting with raw dairy. Find a place with that sells raw cheese and just try it. S start small. Like, don't be like, I listen to this podcast. This I'm gonna girl, go make a quesadilla. <laughs> this girl Michaela said raw dairy is good. Go buy a block of raw dairy and then eat the whole thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm, not your gut's probably still not gonna like you. Um, but just experiment and try those things. Maybe just start buying organic, more like less pasteurized yeah. milk at the store. There are some options out there at Whole Foods and other places and co-ops that aren't quite raw if you don't have a place around you. Um, I will, I mean, I'm in no way affiliated with this company, but if you go to realmilk.com, you can actually find where you can find raw milk in your area and your state. Um, and, and give it a shot if you want to. And then gluten, gluten's not bad. <laughs> like people that have celiac disease, yeah. yes. Stay away from gluten. You are going to be very sick if you eat it. But even if you've been diagnosed with celiacs, it might actually just come down to the fact that you have eaten so many things that have caused such a large inflammatory response within your gut and within your body that you need to bring your body back to homeostasis and get your gut health right so that you can start eating certain forms of gluten that are easily broken down that do not have a ton of glyphosate sprayed all over them. Glyphosate is like Roundup. It is a chemical that they spray all over all grains. Um, and really, unless you're making sure that you are buying non-GMO and like the best source of grain, chances are it's probably in your grain. And mm -hmm. if you look glyphosate, it's it really is causing so many autoimmune issues, hormone issues, gut issues um, within humans right now that I would tell, you know, people listening to really hone in on if you're going to continue to eat gluten, because I don't think it's a bad thing to just focus on the quality of the gluten that you are ingesting. Mm. Again, it's, it, I think that's so good because it's like, it, it just goes to, to show like the quality over quantity, I think too, of like, okay, have some real like Kerrygold butter. That's, you know, yes. high quality. Don't go do, I can't believe it's not butter. Like girl, you can't, if you can't believe it, maybe you shouldn't ingest it. Right. So I just think that those are two of the biggest myths because it's like, you know, it's just, but again, it's difficult because you see those things or you cut them out. And again, I know I've, I've dabbled in kind of healing my gut lately too, and kind of discovering that. And I think that that's a thing too, that we need to give ourselves permission is to one, seek out like professionals who can help. Like I always tell my girls, I'm like, I'm in this health and fitness space, but my girls in my boot camps know that like beyond certain things I can provide and like, go find a true, true, 
you know, person who can really help you dig into this stuff because it can be so confusing. Um, but again, like it's, it's sort of like spaghetti at the wall. Like you're not going to know unless you shift some things and it's okay to shift things and it's okay to undo what you've been taught with that because, you know, cheese isn't the enemy, but I just think those are two, you know, those are just two that are so again, simple, but can make such, such a difference. Um, yeah. And sorry to that point oh no. though, too, is if that's even overwhelming for people, as far as like where to start, mm-hmm. start with the quality of your food. Yeah. Start thing on the quality of your food. When you crack open your egg, if you're eating a pasteurized egg, your egg is going to be orange. It's your yolk is going to be almost orange. It's going to be bright, dark yellow. If it's not, and it's been your, the hens have been sitting in a warehouse or something stacked on top of each other in this unhealthy environment, not eating things in nature, bugs, grass, all of that. Your yolk is going to be light yellow. It's not going to be full of everything that you need I love talking about eggs because the quality of eggs or the quality of your meat, where it's, you know, how it's pasteurized, how it's raised, it really does matter. Is it more expensive? Absolutely. But I really do think that where you invest your money when it comes to food matters. And I think if you invest in it in the quality of your food, which if you change the quality of your food and you change absolutely nothing else, you are still going to, you will improve your gut health. I can promise you that mm. because you're going to be getting a ton of vitamins and minerals that are gut healthy. You're going to be getting more of the essential B vitamins in your yolk. Uh, raw dairy is loaded with magnesium and a bunch of really good things that you're going to need for your hormones along with the, the digestive enzymes and everything that if you're already doing dairy, you might as well switch and give it a try because yeah. it's going to be way more nutrient dense. Um, zinc, I always tell my clients like, Zinc is a very gut healing thing as well. So oysters, or if you don't like oysters, or if you're not going to go to Whole Foods and like get a dozen oysters every single week, you know, getting an an oyster extract to take daily is really great. It's also going to increase your sex drive and help your hormones. So quality, just focus on the quality of your food and um, you're going to start healing your gut health. Like it's a really good place to start. I think that's, it's one of those things too, where if you don't invest in yourself, what else do you really have? You know? And it's like, if you don't have your health or if you go through life in a fog or not feeling well, it's like, what's the cost of that? You know, it's like, what's the cost of not doing it? I think is, is such a huge thing when it comes to health stuff, because if you don't have that, you, you don't have much else, right? that you're someone who's, um, you've shifted your, your life over the years, your vision, you've evolved, like you've grown as a person and you are such an excellent example of just like a woman going for it, going after her dreams. You're a mom, your wife, you've got all the things going on. So I know this might be like, Kate, are these connected? But I kind of feel like this basis of health and gut health and fixing your second brain so you can, you know, think and dream bigger, they are connected. So can you speak to just being an entrepreneur, working to be a healthy person? Like, how did you like kind of start to cultivate a bigger vision in your life? And how can the listeners do that too? Yeah. Um, I think honestly, it was a huge, like I had mentioned, 
mentioned earlier, it was a huge blessing in disguise that my brother had gotten sick and it really put me in this, this place of, whoa, life is way too short. And sometimes people can't grasp that concept if they haven't been put in a position like that. But if they, if they, and if they haven't been put in a position like that, then really just being able to step back and a, like you had said, focusing on yourself first and realizing that making yourself a priority is not selfish at all. And you're, you can talk about all of the, you know, the, the things that you do as a mother or as a woman that you're devoted to your husband, your career, if you become a mother, your children, um, and all of these responsibilities that you have, but you have to take ownership and responsibility of yourself first. Otherwise, you are not going to be the best mom that you can possibly be to your children. You are not going to be that sexy, fun, energetic wife in yeah. your marriage. You know, you're not going to be the type of career-driven woman that maybe you are seeking out to be or that you envision wanting to be or the goals you, you're setting because you're going to be complacent. You're going to be stuck in this place where you're in this monotonous routine of just taking care of everybody else, but not taking care of yourself. And down the road, it's going to affect you, you know? So really, yeah, we're talking about gut, gut health, right? And taking care of yourself, but from a systemic level, thinking about your life as a whole, you've got to take care of you if you're going to do anything else big in your life. And I can guarantee you that every single mom listening right now does not want a half-ass motherhood. Mm. They don't want to be an okay mom. They don't yeah. want their children to grow up and go, mm, she was, you know, meh. Like, she was okay. <laughs> Or, you know, they're not going to want that. They're going to want them to look at you. They're, you're going to want your children to look at you and go, she works so hard. She puts so much into taking care of herself. And, I, and I've learned to do the same. Mm. One of my big whys for life, but specifically for taking care of myself, is knowing and watching that my children now mimic the things that I do because they watch me. Now my children are getting to be old enough at five and three that they talk about nutrition. My five-year-old is like, this is health. This is healthy because it has B vitamins in it. Right, mom? And I'm like, yup. That is so <laughs> cool. Look with me all the time. I just think there's so much power and setting that example and taking care of yourself because your children are watching everything you do, whether that's your wellness, whether that's how you work your business, if you are, you know, running your own business, how you are a spouse, you know, they're watching how you talk to your husband and they're watching how you communicate with your husband. All of the things, I just feel like it really stems down to your mindset and where you're at and if you're not where you're, you want to be sitting down and realizing, okay, I'm here and I want to be there. And how do I change my mindset and cultivate everything around me, my environment, my lifestyle to get me from point A to point B. And honestly, just being ruthless about never giving up on that. If you have a dream, if you have a vision like words of affirmation, 
writing them down daily, saying them to yourselves, saying stuff about your health, your body, you, you know, how you look at yourself in the mirror, getting comfortable with looking at yourself in the mirror. Like I will have my clients do mirror therapy if they really struggle with their bodies, because it's so powerful to stand in front of a mirror, totally stripped down and just learn to fall in love with the body that you see looking back at you, the woman you see looking back at you, the brain you see speaking back to you, like all of those things are really powerful and, and it will continue to transform your life at the very base level of just mindset, mirror therapy, you know, and vision, like mm-hmm. visualize where you want to be five, 10 years from now. And, and working on that every single day. Mm. That's so powerful. And it's also so funny that you say that because that's something that I've been doing in this like healing journey I've been going on with my birth trauma and all that stuff. And yeah, yeah, the kind of just reckoning of that, my therapist was like, you need to just like look at yourself in the mirror and like, look at that C-section scar and like speak. And it's weird at first. Cause you're like, so, but it's also powerful. And I just think it's like, we just go through kind of like you said, like we go through life at this like numbed out level where it's like, do something to shake it up. Right. So I just think that's so freaking cool, Michaela, but it makes me wonder something. And I'm sure you see this with your clients. What do you say to the woman who's working on these things? And it's just not happy happening fast enough. Or she feels like, well, fuck, I've been working at this and like, I'm not there yet. And she wants to give up. Like, how do you help your clients through that? Or how have you helped yourself through that in building your business and your health and all that? Like when it just feels like, shouldn't I be there by now? Like, what do you do to keep going? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, I think that depending on what it is that you're working on, my, my answer would vary, but at the generalized answer I would probably say looking at where you are and like you had mentioned making shifts if 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 you're in a plateau if you're stuck somewhere and you've been there maybe for years somewhere and you've been there for years and you haven't seen any types of change then yes I would say you need to make a shift yeah you do something different that might be in your wellness journey hiring a coach, mm-hmm. um, go, getting a friend that's an accountability partner. That might be changing the way you're eating instead of doing veganism, adding in some animal protein. Like we've all heard the expression that insanity is doing the same exact thing over and over and expecting the same result. And it's so true. So whether it's in your wellness journey or your business Like, I'll be very transparent. I get to where I am now in my business on my own. I, every single year, have hired a coach to get me a business coach that that has gotten me from one place in my business and helped me to level up. And I, I am a firm believer in if you're a coach, a coach needs a coach. A trainer needs a trainer. And I think that being able to humble yourself and just say, you know, I am, I'm not where I want to be, or I'm not seeing the results I want to see and sitting down and brainstorming and being really honest about where you're at and where you want to be. And then formulating a plan around, okay, what's, what are going to be my next few steps to get me out of this rut? Like, if you feel like you're stuck, then move, 
Mm. Pick up your foot and move. And all you have to do is move one step. You know, like you only have to take one step. You don't have to see the whole staircase. Step onto the first step and gradually you're just going to keep moving forward. The only thing that you have to do is not stop. I always tell my clients, you don't have to be seeing these major results every single week or every single month. All you have to do on this journey from point from right now until you die is to never give up. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Mm. I freaking love that. I just think that is, we all need to go replay that on a hard day because it's like, yeah. And I think it's a good reminder too. Like you can't do it alone. Like health, fitness, life, business, like it's finding those people that aren't going to keep you complacent or encourage you to take that next move. And for anyone listening to this, yes. Like if you have an, you know, investments in your health and investments in your business, like some of my biggest shifts have been when I've put my money where my mouth is hired coaches, hired people to help me. It's like, again, it's kind of like you said about buying the more expensive which I know eggs are a touchy topic right now, but like buy the more expensive <laughs> eggs or buy the higher quality beef or whatever it is. It's like, yeah, that's an investment, but what's the flip side of not staying stuck, staying small, complacent, complaining. It's sort of like, what shift do you want to make? So that is just freaking gold, Michaela. Um, I could literally talk to you all day because I love all the topics that you're passionate about and you're just such a wealth of knowledge, but um, we're going to wrap up here. Is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with? Like uh, one little, I mean, that was, I'm like, damn, I could drop the mic on that right there. But is there anything you just want your, um, the listeners to know if they take away even one thing from this or something on your heart? So my all-time favorite quote that I live by and I remind my clients all the time, or if I'm talking to a potential client, I, I say to them, but this is specifically for the mothers out mm -hmm. there because I know that I have three children that are five, three, and one <laughs> adding our third multiple times since then we have thought, what the heck did we do? So <laughs> just listening that has three, four children, like, gosh, I can't imagine more than three, like bless your heart. Um, but whether you are trying to conceive or you are a mom, where whatever stage of motherhood you're in, um, just continuing to remember, like we had said earlier about how it's it, you need to make yourself a priority. But I always say to the women in my life, you were someone before you were their mom and she still matters. Mm. And I will like live by that until I die because I just, I do truly believe like who you were prior to this phase of your life, she still matters and it flows into every other aspect of your life and like really take that to heart. If you're sitting here listening to this and you haven't been making yourself a priority and you've been feeling that tug on your heart or you've been wanting to quit that job that you're miserable in, whatever it is that matters. Like she still matters and, and you still matter. Your desires still matter. Your dreams still matter. How you feel still matters. Your habits, your hobbies, what you love to do, you hanging out with your friends, all of that still matters and take the steps to move forward and making sure that you keep taking care of her. Mm. So good. So freaking good. And even with that, it's like, even if you've been stuck or you've been stalled, like we said, it's like, 
those dreams on that other side of the plateau, they still matter. So it's like, yep. just move forward and move through it. Um, Michaela, I freaking love you. I am so happy that you were here today. Um, where can my listeners find you on social media? If they're interested in working with you, where can they get more information? Yeah, my Instagram handle is Michaela, M-I-C-K-A-Y-L-A, stoner, as it sounds, S-T-O-N-E-R. <laughs> Michaela Stoner Fitness. That's my Instagram. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, but I live on Instagram. Facebook's yeah. for old, right? <laughs> uh, and my website's also michaelastoner.com. So awesome. just um, you can find me there. Please reach out, shoot me a DM. I love honestly just talking to other women, starting conversations, seeing where women are at and seeing how I can help them in any way. Um, I do work with women and obviously have programming and packaging and stuff for prenatal postpartum um, women trying to conceive and balance their hormones, pelvic floor, diastasis recti for your core um, during pregnancy and after. So I love all the things motherhood and just, yeah, reach out if you, if you just, yeah, you guys, even just following Michaela, I mean, pay her too. pay her all the money because she's freaking badass. But I mean, like I said, like you've just been so helpful for me, even just from quote unquote, afar following you and implementing things that you've taught. So you guys go follow her over there. Michaela, thanks for hanging out with me today. And Kate Take listeners, I'll see you next week. Bye.